Hello, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. We're sorry, we're not sure what quite happened there. We apologise for that. You probably had just a short break happening right there. Um, you are listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Matthew. We are so excited. We have another quiz question, but before we do so, we've actually been having several people texting in asking questions there um, about some of the last few questions. So here we're going to do a quick hit list again. Uh, the last question... So I'm going to go quickly from question one, two, and three, and then Matthew will give us number four. The first question was, King Nebuchadnezzar and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego cast into what? Had had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego cast into what? So that's what we're looking for. Where were they cast into? Second question is, what four animals in Revelation 6 were coloured one of these colours? One was white, one was red, one was black, and one was pale. What are the four animals is what we're looking for. The third one, this is the one that we've particularly had lots of texts coming through about. Fill in the blank. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as blank, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as blank. So we're looking for the words that go into the blank. So I'm going to read that one one more time. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as blank, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, what shall be as Blank. So there's, Text. there's two answers there. Is that right? So there's two answers there we're looking for. Is that we correct? are looking for two answers to, for the blanks. So what two words go into the blanks there? Okay. So text us in your answers on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and you'll go into the draw for the revived cookbooks. Not just one. We're giving away. We're giving two. We're giving three away, and that will be at quarter to nine today when we take the draw. So we've got one more question that we've got for you now, and then there's going to be. This is what Lawson would call the penultimate question. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that one on the news yesterday. There was something about penultimate. I was like, oh, I haven't heard that for a while. Lawson used to use that all the time when I came, and I think it gave him too much of a hard time, so he stopped. But here's our penultimate question. Matthew, take it away, please. The penultimate question is, the fruits of the Spirit are listed in which New Testament book? And I'll read that again. The fruits of the Spirit are listed in which New Testament book? Now, I'll be a friend and I'll say, there's nine of them. <laughs> That's our clue. That's great. Clue. And it is by a uh, one of the, big, the, well, the biggest writer in the New Testament. So, yeah, it's not talking about apples, bananas, oranges, any of those sort of things. The fruits of the Spirit are really important um, that we are to reflect in every way. So that question again, the fruits of the Spirit are listed in which New Testament? Testament book. Text us in your answer on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and you will go in the draw that is happening today at quarter to nine. We are giving away the revived cookbook number eight by Jeremy Dixon. We're not giving away one. We're giving away not only not two, but we are giving away three cookbooks today. Now, let me say this: we, you cannot yourself win three cookbooks. It's got to be three separate people. So if your name comes up again on the draw a second time, we will roll that again to spin the wheel again so that we get a second different person. So that's the exciting thing. You will love, love, love the recipes there. You will not regret them in any way. Great recipes to have parties, to have dinners. You know, I've actually got some friends we actually invited over. Finally, we actually have able to have some friends over 
you know, this coming week and we've been busy in a way and things. I'm looking forward to having uh, my hubby and I are having friends over for brunch this Sunday morning. So I'm already thinking last night, I was thinking like, what kind of food can we have that is really nice and yummy and colourful? I love brunches. Do you love brunches? Absolutely. I mean, I eat two meals a day. So brunch. Oh, you eat two? Yes. So brunch becomes my second meal. Mm. And well, breakfast is first and then a late lunch. So that brunch is more a brinner, brunch and dinner. A uh, brinner. That's a new one. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, a brinner. A brinner. Okay, that one, I've got to get my head one, Sorry, around that, that one a bit. I've got to, yeah. A okay, egg. so tell me what time do you start with I breakfast? Think it would be then? a liner. Yeah, it'd be yeah, lunch and dinner. It'd be Let's make up dinner. some of our own ones. What would you? Okay, well, I'm going to throw it out to our listeners. If you combined a bit of lunch and dinner, what would you call it? What do you, give us some of the names that you think we should actually call it here on Faith FM. So tell us, Matthew, before we move on, yeah. what when do you have breakfast then, and when do you have your combined lunchy dinner thingy? So your second go, meal. When I go home now, that's when I'll go have breakfast. Okay, so you have nothing in the morning. Nothing in the morning. All right, let me convert you while we're here. Okay. Do you know that breakfast is your most important meal? And if you're up for a while in the morning, it, it, uh, I'll tell you some things off air that, you know, it can, <laughs> just can be concerned, but just be really careful of how long it is before you have brekkie. That's, that's my health, I, health background view. <laughs> I, I, I definitely agree. I've just got a, a, a clause for that. Depending if you're losing weight, like in my case, I'm, at the moment, I'm using my own sugars in my carbohydrate stored fats, so that's going to get me through. <laughs> well, skipping meals, they say, actually is the worst thing for for putting on weight and actually for di- getting diabetes. Yep, yep. So there it is. I did say, I was going to sell you off air, but yeah. <laughs> I just said it how it is. Breakfast is the most important meal, especially, and skipping meals is actually worse than what people really realise. So um, it's about, yeah, just anyway, we'll have this conversation but I don't want to turn you off in any kind of way. So, okay, <laughs> Wayne, Wayne has responded to my question. I said, what would you call it if you were doing lunch and dinner combined? Like, you know, you, you skip lunch, kind of eating a bit later between lunch and dinner. And Wayne said he would call it afternoon tea. Oh. There's, uh, there you go. I like that. I kind of like that. But Wayne, here's the thing. Tell, t- tell us, tell us a bit more, but I'm thinking it would be a very big afternoon tea because it's your main meal, I think. But, you know, and again, here's the thing, Matthew, coming back to you again. Yep. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me. But- <laughs> I hope we're not losing you today. We're not. You'll be back, I know, because we're we're good friends here. (laughs) So here's the thing. Breakfast is meant to be the most important meal. They actually say, you know, health health professionals um, really, you know, especially those that promote the real healthy lifestyle and – you know, I'm going to say, have a look even at the show Live to Be a Hundred that Netflix has got on. There's four part series at the moment. Really great goes to the places where the blue zones are, and of course Seventh Day Venice featured there with the Loma Linda University as well, which is the a, a big health centre there, and people are living to hundred years over and more. And of course yesterday. We had um, Pastor Ken Duke on from the Aged Care, and he was saying that people there at Avondale, um, senior living there and Aged Care, are actually living to uh, over are over a hundred as yes. well. You know, so here's the thing: you know, lifestyle is really important. But um, yeah, that the breakfast is meant to be the biggest meal. Then the next meals after that are meant to be smaller. Okay. So to give you way, um, like. <laughs> To approve what you're saying, I do have breakfast at just later. So yes. the first meal I have at 10, 
And my last meal was about five. Yes, but you came to the breakfast show by 6.30 this morning. You've been for several hours without food. That's <laughs> Anyway, it's keto. we are here. It's a keto diet. <laughs> we, are, we are here. We're not knocking you down in any kind of way. But we, yeah, we, we want to encourage everyone here, all of our listeners, you know, tell us what you think about, you know, breakfast, lunch and tea. What do you love most about those? Do you tend to have two meals a day or do you tend to have three meals a day? How are you finding your health is holding up in every kind of way? We're not here to judge anyone and I, I wasn't judging you I was just you know giving some tips which I, I probably need to be careful with as well <laughs> I, I still love you I still love you Denisa ah <laughs> oh, that's that's good I know you and your wife are great friends with us with hubby and I so and my mum too yeah you know. absolutely and your mum hey Vamo writes in thanks for the text um, that was in response to something that she responded to and she's saying here really miss Lawson so thanks Vamo that's really lovely yeah Lawson of course isn't able to be here today and next week he will be away for just a few days he's actually got his end of year exam so um, yeah, please pray for Lawson with his exams. It is the t- a chaotic time for all the students at Avondale University um, in every way. But the lecturers, of course, are looking tired, but they're doing a fabulous job in supporting the students also in, in every way. And so, yeah, just text us in. Let us know what you think about those meals, meal times that we were talking about, as well as if you want to share, shout out and send any text of best wishes to Lawson that we can pass on to him as well that he'd love to hear. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 Okay, and we have a text message here from Rachel saying, I've gone most of my life without eating an early brekkie. I eat my brekkie around 10, 10.30 a.m. There she go. There's, there's another somebody like you, Matthew, and find that I have more energy and good health. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for letting us know. There Love you go. You, so. <laughs> So, Rachel, we just really appreciate some of your feedback. And, and that's the thing. I think everyone finds what what works well for them. Um, so we want to encourage all of us to be looking after our health and well-being in the best way possible um, and the way that works for you. That um, program you were saying about before, um, Live to 100 or something like that? Yeah, Live to be 100. Dan Butner, is that correct? Yep. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic show. So he goes around to, um, to Greece, to Italy and other places. Japan. Was one of uh, yeah, them, yeah, uh, absolutely. A place o- in Okinawa. Nick- Okinawa, that's right. That's right, um, Okinawa. Um, Nicaraguans, that's the other one. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it has come time for our Bible study time. We're going to look at a picture of the early church. Yesterday, we were actually looking at Acts chapter 2. So we were looking at mission, of course, the fact that at the start of the week, we actually looked at Luke chapter 24 and how the women went to the tomb. They saw Jesus' tomb where he was buried. Um, and, of course, that Jesus was risen. The tomb was empty. The, the angels spoke to them too. And um, and basically they ran back to the disciples. Peter didn't believe, you know, doubting, uh, well, doubting Thomas it was, wasn't it? But Peter was always the impulsive one. But he really wanted to know, of course, you know, about whether Jesus had risen. He had, of course, remember with Peter, he denied Jesus. Yeah. It's interesting. So I just want to say one thing before going to Acts here really clear. There's two disciples that denied Jesus, you know, you know, one, one actually sold him for pieces of silver. That was Judas. Okay. And so that's in, in his own way denying, you know, Jesus. Okay. The other one was Peter and Peter denied, you know, when the cock crowed, um, and, um, 
when they were in the courtyard area and he was asked three times by three different people, you know, weren't you one of him? Don't you know him? And he said, I do not know him. Um, and the cock crowed. And Jesus had said, well, you know, when the cock crows, you will deny me three times uh, before the cock crows. And so here we have an example of two people that were the disciples of Jesus. One chose the path that became the path of destruction. Yes. Okay. Sadly, Judas t- t- took his life. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas the beautiful thing is with Peter is he repented. I've got a thought on that. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to God and, and the enemy, uh, fallen Lucifer, which is now Satan, it, they work on the areas of what pricks the heart. For instance, Satan has a what I call a counterfeit conviction and we call that condemnation where christ as god when he convicts us healthily it's it's that's it's positive conviction he's convicting us to give our hearts to him but not so with the enemy he actually can make you feel condemned Mm. those are the two thoughts absolutely and the thing is that this satan just you know keeps playing on the mind you know in such a way that he you know he just keeps pounding because he he knows he's lost Okay, he knows he's lost um, at the cross. That was one of the key things that when Jesus died on the cross, it meant that, you know, that for, for Satan, there was no further turning back. Okay, that was, you know, victory was won through Jesus. Okay. And so here's the thing that basically, um, you know, um, so Peter, Peter repented of his sins and he now the bin becomes one of the key. Dis- we see this in the book of Acts. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we read that briefly yesterday. He then becomes bold. Yes. Bold. In yeah. fact, let's, let's now go to, um, Acts chapter two because yeah. we've mentioned, you know, that he goes to the tomb and comes back. He sees, he believes. And in, in Acts chapter one, we actually looked at the fact that they were in the upper room and we looked at chapter two. We actually looked at that yesterday today they're they're in the upper room and of course it's on the day of Pentecost now Pentecost was one of the festivals <clears throat> that was celebrated uh, by the Jews in Jerusalem and it was the one that attracted the most people into Jerusalem you know there, there was a feast of unleavened bread there was the fe- uh, festival of the first fruits uh, a whole lot of different ones that they actually had and Pentecost was at a time where traveling was easy to go to Jerusalem the weather was good so far more people would come and different nations would come and from long distances and so this is the time that of course the greatest impact could and would happen in witness and in mission because that's what we're talking about this week right and so you know they were all of one accord in the upper room we read that in chapter 2 verse 1 they were all in one accord in one place we see the rushing mighty wind and the fire coming um, upon them upon each of them and they were and then verse 4 can you read verse 4 to us please and then basically uh, verse 4 verse 5 verse 6 6 to 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 eight as well, okay. um, and then we're going to jump to the other bits so that we bring that in. Gladly, uh, just for context, I'll just give a quick character comparison. Just a quick note on um, on Judas. Judas was the one who was referred to as the, he who carried the bag, and he was a robber. So I thought I'd throw that to him. So now we can see a contrast of Peter, and I'll just continue reading those verses as you shared, um, as you asked. So verse four says, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused. Why? It's because everyone heard them speak in their own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that they, that we, sorry, hear each in our own language in which 
we were born. That's it. You know, powerful stuff there. And so what we, we unpacked yesterday is the fact that each, each one there heard, heard them speaking in their own language. And then the verses that follow are actually to say the different ones, Parthians, Medes, um, from Phrygia, from Egypt and all other parts. Okay. And Cretans and Arabs. And they heard them in their own language. And so then what we see is that Peter's first sermon. This is the first sermon that happens as part of the early church is Peter's sermon. And that's why we say, you know, he repented of his sins and then, uh, uh, sorry, he repented. And that's why in verse 38 of chapter two, we see he says, then Peter said to them, Boldly, he said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think you just gave a clue, um, Danuta. So with Judas, he didn't repent. He he took judgment upon himself. So he let the guilt weigh him down. Instead of allowing God to deal with him, he dealt with himself. Where Peter, he repented and turned around. Absolutely, true? absolutely. That's a real key, isn't it? And that's why we keep saying here to all of our listeners, you know, come to Jesus and so as you are, he says, come as you are and I will give you rest. Okay. Um, that's from Matthew. And so he says, come as you are. Sometimes people think that they've got to get rid of this. They've got to stop this. They stop, you know, that they're not good enough to come to Jesus, that they've got, they've, they've done, had so many sins that they cannot come to Jesus. Here's the beautiful thing. We can that's come right. as you are. And so today, if you're listening and you are feeling like you can't come to Jesus, we want to challenge you come to Jesus, you know, just sit on your couch or sit on a chair or go outside, talk to Jesus. You you can be out loud. It can be in your, you know, he hears your prayers in your mind. Just talk to him as a friend and say, you know, Lord, I'm sorry for the things that I have done. I'm sorry for the, the the way I have been. I'm sorry that I have kept pushing you away. And if you want to go and unpack each of those, that's okay. But it's as simple as a little talk like that to Jesus and just say, I'm sorry, and then just say, I want to accept you into my heart today. Come into my heart today. Help me and walk with me, you know, whatever the words are that come to your mind in that, in that kind of way. And just say, you know, help me to walk with you. Um, help me to get to know you more. I want to get to know you more, you know, and, and, and that is in, in right there, you know, Jesus takes you as you are. That's the beautiful picture here. And then we have the vital church growing. Our time is really running away quickly, but it says, and when, um, can you read verse 40 to 47 for us, please? Absolutely. So verse 40 to 47 says, and with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Uh, where am I going to? Sorry. 247. 47. Now all who believed were together and had all these things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Isn't that beautiful? Powerful stuff that happens right here. There's so much to unpack, but here's the beautiful thing, that they became witnesses through the power, um, you know, to the saving power of Jesus. They had been witnesses themselves. They had then experienced and seen the fact that the, the tomb was empty. They had received, you know, through Pen- at Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And now here we see that the vital church actually grows, which is really, really crucial and just beautiful what You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. 
day replacing Lawson. Lawson's not able to make it. He's got exams next week, so we'll also be away just for a few days. Keep him in your prayers. If you want to send any text messages of best wishes for him or anything, text us in on 0491064669, and we will pass it on to Lawson too. Matthew, what is our last quiz question for today, please? Yeah, before I do that, I just want to give a plug out to, to Lawson. He's a great co-mate of ours, and you know what rhymes with Lawson, Danuta? What? Awesome. Yeah. And Lawson is awesome. I think our listeners think the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've got that question here. I fill in the blank. So Jesus taught the parable of the wheat and the blank. I'll say that again. Jesus taught the parable of the wheat and the blank. We're looking for that one answer there. Absolutely. So text us in on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Text us in with your answer. Jesus taught the parable of the wheat and the blank. Text us in the word that we're looking for with blank. And, and don't go blank, folk. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, you go in the draw that is happening today at quarter to nine in 15 minutes time. Um, and the draw, basically, we are giving away today the cookbook, Revive Cookbook, number eight healthy cookbook, fabulous cookbook by Jeremy Dixon, who is renowned right across the world, who also had two cafes in very popular cafes, health cafes in New Zealand, and he's got stacks of books, and we've had him on this show, we interview him, and so we're not giving away one or two, we're giving away three cookbooks to three different people this morning. Just before we go into our um, Bible study time continuing on, we also asked, you know, what, what do you think if somebody has lunch and dinner, um, you know, combined, they don't have lunch, they don't have dinner, but in between, like Matthew has, um, somebody texted us in and said us, Said lunch and dinner combined could be unchidindin, as in unch from lunch and dindin for dinner. We we kind of like that. So thank you so much. Uh, lunch and dinner is called unchidindin. So there you go. Think of that one for you, Matthew, as you are having that after the show. Well, you're having it after the show. Tim texted in and said... Matthew is totally correct. Two meals a day is ideal. One of the most healthiest things you can do is have a long period. Whoops, more jumping text coming in. Uh, have a long period of time each day not eating, and he is correct in using your own body fat for fuel. I have tried everything for years and years. Food can be your biggest enemy. The two meals need to be high, high, high in nutrients, in etc., as in organic. Thanks, Tim. Agree. Yes. Um, yeah. Two meals a day are um, yeah is a is a good thing. Definitely. I think what I'll um, what I was mentioning yeah. too with you is about the fact that brekkie after several hours of being up is maybe not the best sort of thing. But two meals are great, Tim. I love what you're saying there too as well with you, that. You know, it's interesting, Danuta. Yeah. There's, there's a reason why they call it breakfast. You know what it means, eh? Break. Yeah. Break your fast. Yeah. That's right. I like that too. I hope our listeners like that too. All right. Coming back to our vital church growing. And of course, um, you know, the picture of the early church, which should be, be the picture for us with our, any churches that, you know, for the church that we go to, um, you know, in every way. I've actually done a sermon on this, lo- loved unpacking this. And some of the key things that we find here, of course, it says here, uh, let me bring out a few points that we can actually talk about here too um, in our short time that we have left. The first thing is that with this early church, um, it says, you know, that basically there was worship. Yes. So that comes out in verses 42, 46 and 47. Verse 42 it says, you know, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. There's four key key elements there. So doctrine you could say basically in being instructed. So, you know, the 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 
the disciples, you know, had already been with Jesus for three and a half years. They'd been discipled by him. They'd learnt from him. They were solid. They were strong. Yeah, I love that. Hey? After coming into one accord, then they were established as a unit. They, they were established in a united mm-hmm. way, weren't they? They were as one. They weren't going in all their different ways and pulling in different directions. Exactly. But it says here they continued steadfastly, yep. okay? In other words, steadfast, you know, unwavering. They were like, you know, they were just bold. Grounded. And bold. Grounded and bold, not swayed. They just knew who the true God of heaven was. Let's keep in mind, of course, that this was the time again that Christianity, of course, was just starting. And so, you know, paganism and different gods was a big part of the, the the different people that came to Jerusalem that would have been hearing the message from the disciples, uh, which is really crucial. And so they were worshiping and uh, worshiping God. And of course, verse forty six says they were in one accord in the temple of the house. Verse forty seven says they were praising God. So right there, we see worship of the true God of heaven. Then the second thing, what jumps out at you as well, this doctrine, and then what's the second one there on verse 42, actually, Matthew? Yeah, what's yeah. the second one after it's doctrine? We see fellowship. Fellowship. Yeah, that unity again. Um, uh, doing life together. Life together. That's it. Life together. It's not just about, you know, just saying, hey, buddy, how are you going? Like, you know, you need Jesus in your life. <laughs> it's, it's like it, it could be an echo chamber for, for telling people what to do and not do it. But I think when we had Lewis do his testimony earlier, mm. the key factor he shared was his, he had his levelers, he had his supporters, mm. his mates around him. And he even gave that beautiful note that this is no ordinary friendship, it's an eternal friendship that goes into the a later life than here. Absolutely. Yeah, when Jesus comes again in every way. And fellowship, you know, um, you know, being together. One of the things I love about Hillview Church, you go to Hillview Church too, is cool, of course, as well. And um, in Morrisette, just there near Kurumbong, you know, big, fabulous church, family orientated, really warm, really loving church. We love it there. And everyone that seems to walk through the door say, just, we love it here. We want to be, you know, keep coming back here. Hey, that's what we want to see. And so fellowship, you know, having that time with one another, connecting with one another, building relationships is really important. Um, but here's the thing also that then says after fellowship in verse 42, what else do they do? In the breaking of bread. Ah, so what would we call that today? Having a meal together. Yeah. And there's two forms, you know, having spiritual meal, spiritual bread, and even the physical bread. It's, it's definitely important to spend that time together in a, the atmosphere of eating at the table. Jesus said it himself, what, Revelation 3.20? God, I stand at the door and knock, and uh, I come unto you, and, and you sup with me. Mm. We get to know each other as we speak, as we talk, as over bread. Yes, and and that's a real connecting thing. And, you know, the sad thing is that with society, the way it's become a lot busier um, and, you know, um, and, you know, there's a lot more single families as well, you know, single people living on their own, things like that. Um, In that that whole having meals around the table that is so important is, is actually lessening and lessening more. People put the TV on when they actually, you know, have their meals together. Whereas, you know, one of the great things I love when I hear that in families, they actually say, we have a basket. Everyone has to put their telephone in the basket. It's not able to be touched until we get up from the dinner table. And what does that do? When the phones are turned off, they're taken away. When the TV is turned off, what does it do? It creates attraction with family from the distraction. Uh, oh, I like that attraction from the distraction. I need to write that one down and use that sometime. You know, again, attraction from distraction. That's exactly it because people connect and talk in every way, don't they? You know that 
program you're talking about, the, um, Living to 100? Yeah, Live to be 100. One of the notable things they were sharing the with these other cultures is they were spending a lot of family time when they eat. Absolutely. Longevity. Absolutely. And, and you just brought that in beautifully because number three point is community. Community in verse 45, you know, they had the sense of community and sold the positions. They, they looked after one another. They sold their possessions and actually goods. They did divide amongst those that had needs. But on top of that, they were fellowshipping together in every way. And yeah, lifting to be a hundred actually covers that beautifully. And there's two words in that word community. Commune, they talk, they relate, they discuss. Oh. And unity, they united. Love that, absolutely, in every way. And so the other one, too, we've got two more points. We've actually got the fact that it's actually um, reaping reaping as well in verse 41 and verse 47. Um, you know, that then through them doing this and actually looking out for the other people as well um, and then being of one accord and breaking bread together, uh, basically what we actually then see is that the reaping, as in other people coming in daily, it says being people were being saved. Being saved. Yeah, can I put um, forward just there, just was in my mind, when you're doing life together, it doesn't mean for all the highs, even for all the lows. There's oh, mountaintops yes. and the valley moments. Love, love what you're saying. Yeah, that's why doing life together is important. Yeah, don't desert each other when actually there's hard times. And then the last one is discipleship, and that particularly comes out of verse 42, that they were steadfast and actually discipling other people, as in teaching them the word of God, but not just leaving them on their own, but just saying, hey, come along with me. Let's learn together. Let's grow together. Let's let's show you what it means to be a follower of Jesus in every way, because that's what a disciple does, is a follower of Jesus. So That's that one process before they become a laborer themselves. To walk as a babe and then become a worker. Absolutely love that in every way. So, yeah, keep on striving for Jesus. Uh, Give your heart to Jesus and grow in him right You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. With Danuta and Matthew. And it has come time for us to spin the wheel. We are doing our draw for three revive cookbooks. We are, we have started our spinning while we we're off air. So we're going to spin it now. We will tell you who the three winners are. Spin it away, please, Shell. Spinning that wheel. It's slowing down. It's slowing down. It's slowing down. And it is Alan. Congratulations, Alan. You have won the Revive Cookbook number eight by Jeremy Dixon and our two other winners. We had two Alans in, so it'll be a surprise when I text you which Alan it is because I've oh. probably got two Alans going, yeah, you won. Okay, it's yay. one of you. I'm sorry. It's only one of you. Oh, there you go. I didn't pick up that there were two Alans. So there's two Alans that texted Okay, so here were the other two. Tracy, you are also a winner of the Revive Cookbook number eight. And the other one that we spanned the wheel for just before we went back to air was Denise. So Tracy, Denise and Alan, congratulations to you with the Revive Cookbook number eight. You will not regret it. We te- um, Shell will text you and get your details from you so that we can get those prizes to you. Right now we're going to slip through and give you the answers quickly to all of the quiz questions. Our first one was King Nebuchadnezzar had Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego cast into what the answer was? A fiery furnace. That's it. 
It wasn't cast into a movie. It was cast into a fire Into furnace. a fiery furnace, big fiery furnace. And, of course, the interesting story with that is, too, is that when King Nebuchadnezzar looked, what, what did he see? Did he see three or more in the, in the fiery furnace? So when he has three, but eventually he saw four. That's right. And it the fourth one was? Looked like was? the son of, of man. Was it Jesus son of God. Son That's of God. right. The son of God. So it was Jesus himself standing there and protecting them. And, of course, they did not get burnt, which is the amazing thing in the fiery furnace. Great story. Um, about you know, faith. About, about faith and how Jesus protects us and is with us. Mm, Next one. What four animals in Revelation 6 were actually the colored ones? White, red, black, and pale. The answers was? Horses. Horses. Lots of kids. We had heaps answering that one. <laughs> Next one. Fill in the blank. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. wool. Uh, fabulous. Lots of answers with that one too. Next one, the fruits of the Spirit are listed in which New Testament book? The answer was? Galatians. Galatians, absolutely. Nine fruits of the Spirit listed there. So congratulations to those who got Galatians. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Jesus taught the parable of the wheat and the tares. tares. Okay. And um, great. Lots of parables there that Jesus has, of course. Um, you know, in Matthew covers a lot of the parables, doesn't he, in everywhere. Hey, just a few more text messages that we received. Here's one we've got. So that question about lunch and dinner. Um, lunch and dinner, so you eat less and not a lot in the day. Can you... Oh, okay. Don't need to read the, the rest of that. But lunch and dinner, so you eat less and not a lot later in the day is probably a good way. It was that one. George says, this one's for Lawson. God and his works are awesome. So Lawson, we pray some of that um, an awesomeness will be delivered to you at this time of need during your exams. God bless. So, yeah, really exciting there. Um, thank you. We do have an awesome God in every way. You know, I was reflecting on some words of songs this morning and listening to music as I love to do when I'm driving. And, you know, I thought of that song, How Great Is Our God? How Great um, Is Our God? Sing with me, How Great Is Our God? We have an absolutely fabulous God. And another one was going through in my mind too that we um, heard, you know, last week I was at ministers' meetings and we sang this um, several times and, and um, just powerful and beautiful song about the goodness of God. Um, basically, you know, um, uh, you know, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good to me. Um, you know, all my life, um, just basically the goodness of God, that he's so, so good. How has God been good to you? Well, just talking about songs, there's one song I've heard on, during the Blacktown 90th anniversary. It's called The Redeemer of the Rain mm-hmm. by the Collingsworth family. And I really got touched by that song because I never heard it before. Wow. And it talks about his goodness shining through brokenness. Yes, we're all broken people because of sin, aren't we? But because of the goodness of God, we are made whole yeah. in and through him in every way. Just to reiterate again, really, what what Lewis shared with us earlier, he said, of course, that you know, since he's found Jesus in his life, um, he's found his identity, he's found a sense of belonging, um, he's found, he sees his eternal worth, his value, and, and, and you know, that we are priceless to Amen. Jesus, you know. So love that in every way. So just remember that, that Jesus is there for you. And you can find that sense of identity and belonging in and through and with him when you give your hearts. Meredith James with Goodness of God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta Matthew. We've come to the end of our show. George says, Goosebumps, That's that was the theme song for South New South Wales Camp. Beautiful. Thanks, George, for letting us know. Yeah, it is a powerful song, isn't it, yes. um, in every way. Matthew, we've been so grateful that you've been here today. Thank you so much. We'll probably have you back possibly sometime next week or again soon anyway. But have you enjoyed it? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I see myself as the stunt guy on a movie set. So whenever anyone needs a replacement, I'm there to, like, watering the bricks, filling the gaps. Way to go. Love it. Good. Okay, get ready to text in the word book on 0491064669. We're about to give the free giveaway. We're giving away three three of these books. So get ready to text in on 0491064669, the word book. If you want to get this book called Little Prayers for Tough Times by Mary Barrett, of course, Nahum 1 7 actually says, This is a Bible verse. God is good, a hiding place in tough times. He recognizes and welcomes anyone looking for help, no matter how desperate the trouble. Such a fabulous um, Bible verse to encourage us for tough times. And of course, God never leaves us. He is always there to help us through the troubled times. All we have to do is invite Him into our lives. We can be there. We can actually be confident that He's actually going to be us through, through the thick and thin struggles. And we will, He'll actually bring us through in every way. So that number again for little prayers for tough times. The text is for 0491064669. We are giving away three of those books today and we want you to have have them in your home in every kind of way. And remember to have a great weekend and also to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's guide uphold you, with his sheep securely fold you. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.